Stitcher or the Podcast Addict or whatever podcast app you're choosing to use. Thank you for listening. This is the Disclaimer. I am your host, D. Emmanuel. Today, we're going to get at it. We're going to talk about some football topics, maybe a little bit of basketball. But what's on my mind is my Eagles. My Eagles won the Super Bowl championship. It's time to go to the White House. And we're not going to go to the White House. And then, because we said we wasn't going to go to the White House, you know who said, I don't want you anyways. And then we're going to get into Terrell Owens, formerly of my Eagles at one time. uh, Went with us to the last Super Bowl before winning the Super Bowl back in 2004. Uh, It's some Hall of Fame topic we're going to get at. You might be surprised how I feel about T.O., but thank you for listening again. I am D. Emmanuel, your host. Hit me at D. Disclaimer on the Twitter or the Instagram. White House, White House, White House. <laughs> oh, say can you see? Well, uh, my Eagles, pretty vocal throughout the year. Uh, they were going to go to the White House at first, and uh, the White House then got the notification, I guess, that a lot of, a significant amount of Eagles were like, nah, we're going to pass on this. We're going to pass. Uh, don't know all the names. I'm pretty sure Chris Long, white guy, uh, son of football Raiders legend Howie Long uh, and actor Howie Long, he was not going to go. And well, I'm pretty sure he wasn't going to go. He's been a very supporter of the teammates and critical of Trump's racism as well. Uh, so the Eagles were going to send a small delegation. I mean, eight to ten players or whatnot for the ceremony, meet the fans that show up there. And, uh, you know, the bigot in chief, he uh, said, no, I disinvite the Eagles from coming the day before, like like 24 hours away, he says, no, I'm not going to do it. Crowd's not going to be big enough for me and my ego. So no egos. <laughs> what? I mean, I'm happy. I was leading up to it like, man, I hope my egos don't show up at that damn White House. Please don't show up at that damn White House. Finally, Trump does something. Makes me happy. I was like, good. Don't want my Philadelphia Eagles to meet you any damn way. Now, people have been talking about it leading up to it. A few things that were going on. The mayor of Philadelphia went on uh, a few news programs. I think CNN and a few other spots. And basically was saying, you know, he's defending the players. He was like, first off, because Trump, oh, I should have read Trump's Trump's tweet about it. He said, we're going to have a ceremony. Uh, 
where people come and nobody can run, nobody can hide from the national anthem, alluding to the rule now that, oh, there'll be no sting in the locker rooms at this festivities. Uh, because the new NFL rule is players don't want to do the anthem, they got to stay in the locker room. That's a whole nother subject on the bullshit of that. Uh, but Donald Trump made that little slight. So the mayor of Philadelphia came out and pointed out, um, to my surprise too, I thought like one, like Malcolm Jenkins or somebody took a knee during the anthem. No Eagles took a knee during the anthem all year. So the reason he even makes that comment, he's saying that to a team who didn't have anybody kneeling for the national anthem. To my surprise, because I, I thought Chris Long, I thought Malcolm Jenkins actually kneeled and Chris Long had his hand on Malcolm Jenkins' shoulder. So I thought that had happened. Might not be the case. So what's also odd is this is also a person who invited the Patriots last year to the White House and one Tom Brady, citing, citing family issues, didn't show up. So why can't you just assume that all the Eagles are having family issues? Probably their family was sitting there saying, you better not go see that white supremacist in chief. <laughs> Probably that's what was happening to a lot of them. Don't, don't you? Or actually, one, one person did say, I don't know if it was Chris Long or whatnot, but one person did say that they didn't want to go because they don't want their child, I think it might have been Chris Long, their children asking them years later, how could you go to a White House with a guy who supports misogyny and racist remarks, you know, that he was afraid his kid later on was going to ask him that question. I mean, that's pretty deep. Sounds sensible to me. So, you know, legitimate reasons, none of which were any of the guys kneeled for the anthem. So, again, Donald Trump, once again, making false assertions. Now, what came out of this ceremony held at the White House was a glorious bit of irony. <laughs> I guess while trying to sing God Bless America with the choir and the other people in attendance, the cameras was focused squarely on the orange nightmare in chief, Donald Trump, who was at first looked like he was following along. God bless up. And then it was like, oh, he went to a hum. You can see his hmm, hmm, hmm. Then when it comes into God, God bless. Wait a minute. Mr. Patriot? Mr. Keeper of all patriotism? Judge, jury of all patriotism and national pride doesn't know the lyrics to God Bless America. <laughs> wow. Wow. Not surprised. I mean, just just the hypocrisy is not just palpable. It's right there. In full matter. It's right there. It's, it's an actual thing. His hypocrisy. He is a walking. Walking pile. 
of filthy lies and hypocrisy. The hypocrite in chief doesn't know the words to God bless America. Do I know the words? I can go pretty damn far with it. God bless America, the land that I love, stand beside me and guide me. All, all that shit. But if you're going to sit there and have it also there, why is not your staff going, all right, sir, here's a, here's a pamphlet with, uh, with the words in case you get lost. Uh, we got a teleprompter up there for you. Choir's going to be going through that. Why? Because this dude doesn't even read CIA briefings. So what makes you think he going to learn one of the most patriotic songs that America has had? I believe that song uh, is a little bit more absent of racist lyrics than the full national anthem. Because you know the full national anthem, Francis Scott Key, all that. Yeah, that th- them second verses is a, is a little bit of... Uh, a little bit not black friendly, <laughs> to say the least. Anyways, y'all, so this is what happens. And, you know, Malcolm Jenkins put up a sign, uh, which when the reporter was asking him, put up a sign that you're, you're not listening. Because it's true. Malcolm Jenkins is known for having addressed many congressmen and government officials about the issues that, was originally what Colin Kaepernick was trying to bring light to. Police brutality, prison reform, the disparity of blacks and minorities in the prison system. These are the things they were trying to address, not disrespect the flag. And Malcolm Jenkins has been a champion for making sure the narrative gets back online. And you disinvite the team with Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, you, You know... Malcolm Jenkins has to sit there and point out, hey, you know, your bullshit is a little bit too much when uh, addressing, when, uh, which is what he would want to say to Donald Trump. So, yeah, that's all I got on that one. Fly, Eagles, fly. I'm so proud of my team. We'll be right back now. This is the disclaimer. Chuck Jackson here. I'm a big fan of D Disclaimer Podcast. With that D Emmanuel, that boy good. I didn't mean to say boy. But I support him. And the way I support him is I go to his Cafe Press merchandise page. That's at www.cafepress.com forward slash D Emmanuel. I reckon y'all go there. Get yourself a few things too. Now back to the podcast. So we're back. My Eagles, Super Bowl champions for the 2018 Super Bowl from the 2017-18 season. Oh man. Whew, man. I called it. I said we was gonna avenge. Spygate was going to avenge Videogate, the original Spygate, when uh, Donald Trump's favorite team, 
New England Patriots with his boy Robert Kraft were found to be cheating, lying ass cheating SOBs back in 2004 facing my Eagles. They was videotaping call signs at practice and other things that you are not legally supposed to do. Pretty prophetic when you fast forward to the 2016 election. Anyways, uh, yeah, so back in 2004 when my Eagles went to the Super Bowl helmed by Coach Andy Reid and quarterback Donovan McNabb, we had picked up a receiver after not letting Donovan McNabb have a receiver of any caliber. I mean, I liked Freddie Mitchell, Thrash and Pinkston. I had a little love for, but none of them were like the receiver we received in the 2004 season. That in of itself, Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens coming from San Francisco and a little bit of controversy out there after playing with Jeff Garcia was perfectly fine when he played with uh, Steve Young, I think, for a season or two. I think that's, I think that's how it went down. And then Young retires. They got Garcia. Didn't work out. A lot of problems. A lot of problems with Terrell Owens. Went, so Andy Reid was like, come on down. He came on down. The season was incredible. But he is a diva receiver. Uh, him and McNabb were making great strides. One time, a little bit of a show off uh, on the sidelines of him and Donovan McNabb's ear. But then a week later, they they reversed it, and uh, Donovan McNabb was in his ear mocking the all the all the things people were saying. It was glorious year. It was a glorious year taking us. To the NFC Championship game where then Terrell Owens had to sit out for injury. And Donovan McNabb did his thing getting us to the Super Bowl to face the vaunted cheaters, the New England Patriots, where Terrell Owens came in and played in the game while injured and did a pretty decent job while injured. Uh, We fell short by three points, I believe it was. Uh, Then, of course, learning, oh, they had a lot of our calls from videotaping us illegally. Yeah. So so that was worth about 7, seven to 14 points probably. Uh, it was still a low-scoring game. And like I said, we only lost by, I believe, three. Terrell Owens then came in the next year. And at the, at the I don't know, the behest, you would call it, of his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, Mr. Wannabe Jerry Maguire, Mr. Uh, Complete whatever. I mean, I might hire him for entertainment reasons, <laughs> but he uh, had Terrell Owens just kind of being out there because he wanted to renegotiate his contract. And Andy Reid was like, nah. Then he got mad. Donovan McNabb didn't s- stick up enough for him. and then But he says he stuck up for... Uh, what uh, was it? Westbrook, I believe, it was. Um, it was a, it was, it was some BS. And eventually, they had to cut Terrell Owens, and he ended up with the Cowboys. Now, all that said, I've said many times, I blame Terrell Owens for blowing that up, but I don't blame him for what he did in San Francisco, and I don't blame him what he did to them punk Dallas Cowgirls. Uh, with Tony Romo at quarterback, who loved to throw Jason Winton and not Terrell Owens. I, I didn't blame him for that. 
but he started getting blackballed because of people and commentators like Skip Bayless getting on him about saying he's a cancer in the locker room and this shit. I'm sorry, the Cowboys weren't good before he got there. They wasn't good after he left. So Terrell Owens statistically has all the stats, had all the stats at that point to be a first-round Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer, not first round. First ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, he never had any off the field issues. When we say not off the field issues, not a domestic issue. Although it turns out he was having a problem with his custody of his kid, but that's not his fault. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's not necessarily his fault. Uh, trust, I understand that. But even at that time, before I had my child, I even said that, you know, like, he has no off-the-field issues. All this vitriol towards Terrell Owens calling him a bad teammate or a bad... He was one of the best receivers in the game, regardless. It was between him and uh, Randy Moss. And Terrell Owens kept his body in tip-top shape, was legendary for that. Going in his little sleep machine and keeping him, you know, keeping his body, you know, in tip-top condition. Better than most rookies coming into the game. Better better than most, you know, people in the prime. He kept, for the longest, his body in tip-top shape. Known for that. No off-field issues. No trouble with the law. No trouble with drugs. Treated his body like a temple. And for the first two eligible years of enshrinement into the Hall of Fame, the writers and the journalists kept him out. They said they were going to do it. They said he was a bad teammate. Romanowski, I think, was full was first ballot. And he fought teammates. You got people in there with drug convictions, with domestic violence convictions that were first ballot Hall of Famers that don't have his stats. First ballot. Hall of Famers. And you keep Terrell Owens out? Now, like I said, I blamed him for how he was on my Philadelphia Eagles. But I ain't never said that should keep somebody from getting they just do when they've been a model citizen and a great statistical player a player that people actually did get their popcorn ready to watch play. Yeah, he had antics on the field sometimes of showboating. It's the NFL. It is sports entertainment. Sorry they can't keep them boys in place. They playing a game. But that's a different argument for another time. So Terrell Owens said, after getting... His, uh, he's inducted into the Hall of Fame this year, 2018, class of 2018, with Randy Moss, I believe it was, which I think they might have uh, did something to allow two receivers in, or I don't know if there was always two receivers can go in, and a few other people. Uh, a pretty good class. Ray Lewis, I think, also. I thought he was already in, but I think my, maybe Ray Lewis. I'd have to look at it. Terrell Owens said, I respectfully decline your invitation. I'm going to go celebrate somewhere. It's truly an honor. That's what he, that's the statement he made. And you know what? I applaud him.
He said he went to Canton earlier in that earlier in the year, and he real and he and he decided. I've seen it. I don't need to go there for the ceremony. I see Tony Dungy coming out on Twitter. I responded to him, him saying he wishes Terrell Owens would reconsider. I'm sorry, sorry, Tony Dungy, one of the greatest coaches uh, to ever do it in the NFL, an upstanding man. This man is, if there's such a thing of beyond reproach. This man is definitely in that category of that. Tony Dungy, coach of the Indianapolis Colts, had the quarterback, the great quarterback Peyton Manning. Tony Dungy said, Super Bowl winning coach Tony Dungy, is trying to tell Terrell Owens he shouldn't do this. And people are arguing yeah, well, it's just going to solidify what everybody's criticism of him was. What? That he had integrity? And I said it Tony Dungy because I just heard it the other day. Tony Dungy, coming out of college or high school, I think it was college, uh, to the NFL, played for the Eagles, was on, that, uh, on a very special Eagles team. I believe the 80s championship run team that lost to the Raiders. I think he was in that. Uh, but... Had a great career uh, as defensive back, I believe it was. Uh, But he was a quarterback. Tony Dungy was a quarterback in college. Quarterback. But he was also black. So back then, it was, nah, you're going to, he even admits this. Yes, he was told to be a defensive player because they didn't want him playing quarterback. How are you going to sit there and tell Terrell Owens he should succumb to these same people who still reverberate those feelings of nigga stay in your place to this day? With everything going on with these anthem protests and the white supremacist in chief calling these players primarily black sons of bitches. How dare you, Tony Dungy, criticize Terrell Owens just because of what some privileged journalists have to say and think about his career. (laughs) I couldn't be more proud of Terrell Owens for saying, F y'all, I don't need you. You kept me out for two years knowing I had stats and a career that warranted being a first ballot hall of famer and now you want to sit there and tell me oh well just be satisfied you got in just because your ego wanted to keep me out to try and give me a lesson bravo terrell owens bravo i'll be saying it until that induction ceremony and i'll be saying it during terrell owens is in the Hall of Fame of Integrity not going to that farce of an enshrinement. We'll be right back now. This is The Disclaimer. Hey y'all, Chuck Jackson here. Last time I told you to go to cafepress.com forward slash D Emanuel for my boys. I didn't mean to say boy. For my man, D. Emanuel's merchandise, that's at cafepress.com forward slash D. Emanuel. Make sure you go and get yourself some items today. 
I got me a few t-shirts. I love wearing them. They look good. Now, back to the podcast. So, yeah, we're back. Yo, so, before I go, I didn't want to make this long. It's a Friday. I know I'm still doing this, working on this script stuff going on. Uh, things is moving the way I would like to, but that's a different episode to talk about it. Uh, had more things I probably want to talk about. I don't think I went through Terrell Owens' stats. So Terrell Owens' stats, only Jerry Rice has more receiving yards. He is second behind Jerry Rice in receiving yards. I believe the current stat is 15,934 yards. Uh, he also ranks sixth all-time in receptions. He's also third in TD receptions. That's touchdown receptions. And then, of course, you know, he has all-time great performances uh, in a lot of games. Uh, 20-reception game against the Chicago Bears set an NFL record at the time. In 2009, Brandon Marshall eclipsed Owens' mark by catching 21 balls. Uh Come on, man. Come on. Uh, Sometimes, regardless of your reputation, you got to make a stand for what's right. And if you ain't going to stand for yourself, you're going to fall for everything. I mean, if you ain't going to stand up for something, you're going to fall for anything. You might as well stand up for yourself when things are being done. Things are being done wrong. And that's what Terrell Owens did. And bravo to him. You know, I, uh, I told you my grief with how he was with my Eagles and how it went down. But that man deserved the respect due for his performance and how good he was and how he played the game and kept his body together. Uh, I can't get mad at that man. And I'm proud that he's making this stand. Now, between now and an enshrinement, if he changes his mind, so be it. But I personally like the sentiment, and I hope if he changes his mind, it's because of them being a little bit more gracious and not because pressure was for him to go to this ceremony, uh, which to me is just farce. And I've liked a lot of the Hall of Fame. I loved watching Deion Sanders' speech. This game, this game, this game. I love that speech. I love when he said, he said that, you know, that's, people always say, I'll play the game for, I played, I will play the game for free. He said, I would too, as long as you do. <laughs> Keep it real. If I'm going to get paid, if you getting paid for this game, I'm going to get paid for this game. I love it. You know, I loved, uh, I loved uh, Shannon Sharp's speech. And, and how it affected his brother Sterling Sharp. I mean, there's great moments at the Hall of Fame from some of these players getting, you know, enshrined and, and the heartfelt, you know, appreciation they have for it. But I do believe in Terrell Owens' case, he is handling it apropos. But hey, y'all, if you disagree with me, hit me up on the Twitter or the Instagram at the disclaimer. And if you'd like a few more characters but no long essays, hit me up at disclaimerofd at gmail.com. And if you think you could change my mind, put in the subject matter, I can be swayed. 
Thank y'all for listening. Y'all enjoy your weekend. More big things, big things to come on D-Disclaimer.